This is the Making Waves podcast with Ripple Effect, and I'm here with Amy Bruner, who is the chair of Moms for Liberty. Welcome, Amy. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, tell me about the uh, this organization, Moms for Liberty. What's it about? So Moms for Liberty is a group of parents, uh, moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, um, aunts, uncles, and friends who uh, have come together to really advocate for parental rights. Moms for Liberty is a national organization, and there have been several of us who have been attending school board meetings and really trying to pay attention to what's going on with our um, local uh, school districts um, for a number of years. And Moms for Liberty has given us a chance to come together as a group to talk about um, some of the things that we're seeing in schools um, in the school districts and just as related to parental rights in general. And there are three chapters uh, in South Dakota and the Sioux Falls, Minnehaha County chapter started um, at the end of 2022. So you've been involved in these kind of issues long before you joined Moms for Liberty. Sure, there are a lot of us who've been going to school board meetings for a while. Mm -hmm. And um, this gives us an opportunity under a, a more national organization to come together to talk about the things that we're seeing here, to share resources, and to um, get ideas from those across the nation and across the state. So one of the issues you've been in, uh, currently involved with is uh, sexually explicit materials in schools. Have you found some? Well, yeah. So that was an interesting, um, interesting thing for me to come across. This last fall, uh, there were a couple of books that came home with my children from the school libraries that I just happened to open and was relatively shocked by the material that I found in those books uh, was material of a sexual nature that was really beyond their maturity level and age as I saw it. And um, I was really kind of concerned about that and started to do a little bit of research into that and found that there's actually quite a bit of it that's there. And uh, so, you know, having done some research on that, we started to talk about it because I think that parents are not necessarily uh, aware that that is that's available through the school libraries. Have you spoken to the school boards about this? So we have in the South Dakota State Legislature this year, there were two bills that were brought forward that would deal with uh, sexually explicit materials in school libraries. And they were both couched in a little bit different ways, but really giving parents informed consent um, was one of the main themes with regard mm -hmm. to that. At that time, um, the suggestion was made to us that we should come back to the local school board. And, um, you know, local government, is it's, it's always great to push things to the local level. I agree with that. And um, so the school board is one of the very most local government um, ways that we can be involved, in particular because it affects all of our children. So we have um, spoken with our school boards about that and have really had some very productive conversations, actually, with the school boards, with um, the superintendents, librarians, teachers, and whatnot. So I think that really our objective is to create awareness of what's there and to let parents know. Uh, and our ask really for the school board has been to um, to inform parents of what's being made available to children with regard to sexual themes and to give us an opt-out for our children. Um, there are already precedents for that kind of thing in place. For instance, when the sex ed um, section of health is going to be held at school, I receive a letter that 
details uh, what they're going to be talking about in those classes, and it gives me an opportunity to call the school and opt my children out if I would choose to do so. Um, the state of South Dakota has actually weighed in on some of the surveys that the school districts uh, have given to children. Those surveys often have some pretty um, invasive questions with regard to sexual behavior, um, substance abuse, things that are happening in the home. And when I sign my kids up online for school every year, I'm given the option to either let them or not let them take those surveys. And, you know, going even farther beyond that, there are mechanisms in place by which um, the state or the school districts are already filtering out content um, through the Chromebooks. There's parental controls on those types of things. And so we have some precedent for already putting guardrails in place. And this is really what we've been asking for. All right. How, how do these materials get into the schools in the first place? I mean, what's the mechanism that brings them there? One of the things that we learned when we were in, in peer, and this is in testimony in um in committee, that school library books arrive at schools um, in bundles or on pallets, really in packets. And the the libraries curate that material, um, but due to the volume of the material that comes in, it's we've been told that it's not reasonable necessarily for the librarians to read all of that material because there's just a ton of it that comes in. Yeah. And so they're taking recommendations from some national organizations. Uh, associations and the like, and bringing that material into the schools, barcoding them and putting them on the shelves. I think that the librarians are reading um, some of the some of that material that gets in there. And I think that there's a lot of room for grace in this. I think there's a lot of us who just did not know. And I think that may include folks who are at the at the administration level in the schools who are working in the um, in the libraries as well. And so uh, I think, again, it's just a matter of people being aware that this is happening. And, and really, as a as a parent, I I want to be able to determine how my children are introduced and um, given sensitive material. I know my children best. I know what they're able to understand. I know their maturity level. Mm -hmm. And I, the, I, I want parental choice when it comes to that. So there's room here for reasonable people to come to a reasonable accommodation on this. Absolutely. I think that there's absolutely... Um, reasonable solutions here. And, mm -hmm. and I do have to give the school district where my children um, attend some credit here because after a lot of our discussions, they have stood up a page on their uh, school district website mm -hmm. that will allow parents to, number one, access the school library catalogs, which is where, I mean, you can go and find a lot of this information there. And once you search that library catalog, if you don't want your child to have access to certain titles or genres, there's a Google Doc located on that page on that website that I can go fill out or I and other parents can go fill out to opt your children out of certain material. And the librarians have been very open to um, to honoring those requests. I've been reached out to by some um, librarians, very friendly conversations. And in fact, I had a teacher reach out to me also the other day, very friendly conversation about um, whether or not I would allow one of my children to um, you know, be involved in a class discussion on a certain book. Um, and it was The Outsiders, if you remember that from the, <laughs> I'm dating myself a little bit, but um, the book uh, from the 80s movie. And I think there's some really rich topics involved in that. And so mm -hmm. I have no problem with my child experiencing that in, in the classroom. So this has been called a book ban. Well, this is not a book ban. What we are interested in um, is making sure that 
highly sexually explicit material does not make its way into the hands of young children. I'm not saying that these books should be removed from Amazon or Barnes and Noble or the public library. And I'm not even really saying that they should be removed from the public school library. What I am saying is that parents should have the final say in terms of their children having access to this kind of sensitive material. So what should parents do if they're concerned about this issue? Where should they go? What should they, you've already explained some stuff about the Google Doc, but what, what should they do? What would you recommend that parents do to be involved with this? What they should do to become more informed about it? So there are lots of um, resources that have developed really through crowdsourcing on the mm -hmm. national level. Parents who've gotten involved, parents who are going in and reading these materials and then providing excerpts from the books and um, sort of an underground rating system has developed. And um, so you've got people who are um, putting that information out on the, um, the World Wide Web. There are Facebook pages where you can go to access some of that. Um, there's um, one in particular called uh, Mary in the Library USA, and it's a grouchy old lady on the front, um, front cover of the Facebook page, but there's um, many books listed there. So at least you have an idea of some of the, the titles that could be located in the library, because that's where it's also very difficult because there's thousands of titles mm -hmm. and I don't, uh, what parent has time to read all of those titles, right? So um, you can access through some of these more, um, these crowdsourced mechanisms, and then you can actually go to your school library catalog and search for them. A website called destinydiscover.com carries many of the school library catalogs. You have to search by state, uh, pull down and um, search then by your school location. And so you can dig in that way. There's another um, website that I refer to often called uh, ratedbooks.org. And that will actually give excerpts of some of these um, texts that have we've found to be available in South Dakota um, school libraries. Um, these books are really available across the state. And I think that, um, you know, Libraries um, curate their collections all the time. They add and remove books all the time based on a variety of different reasons, you know, readership and those kinds of things. And so um, it's important to understand that those things uh, can change over a period of time based on um, whatever reasons the school district would use. Uh, some There's some denial of the fact that these books are actually there. But you uh, have proof that these books have been there in the past. So, yes, as I and some friends have been doing some research on this, we actually have taken screenshots of where this material is. And it, it's it's literally across the state of South Dakota. Mm. Well, that's, that's very informative thing. It sounds like you have a lot of resources available. What's what's next for Monster for Liberty? What, what's your next steps in, in pursuing this issue? So... Really just continuing the discussion um, with the school district. Um, I really just encourage parents to um, to behave as joyful warriors. That's one of our um, of our mottos or our missions through Moms for Liberty to have very productive um, civil conversations with um, people at a variety of different levels. Um, go talk to your superintendent, go talk to your school board members, go talk to the librarian and the teachers because generally I, th I just think that we don't, they may not even know. And so mm -hmm. if we, as long as we inform them, mm -hmm. and um, I've, I've just found that there's been a respectful attention paid to what I've wanted as a parent. And so 
I just really want informed consent, and I think that there are lots of parents who feel that way. I, you know, I have no um, interest in depriving, you know, an adult of the things that they want to read. And I don't necessarily have an interest in um, depriving other families of providing their children with the materials that they want to provide them with. It's really about um, parental rights and um, what I want to have available to my family. That's very fair to say. Well, thank you for coming, Amy. We really appreciate it. And this has been very informative. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Dave.